grace and peace good morning good morning and good morning this is the day that the lord has made and we gonna rejoice and be glad in it whoa how about that y'all know i got my sunglasses on today because it's kind of bright around here in the d you know we are, i'm telling you if you don't know the weather around here one minute is shining next minute is raining next minute is cold only thing we ain't got to, not just right now is some snow Amen. Amen. Welcome to A Moment in the Word. I am Elder Dana T. Samuel. I'm the pastor of DSM Outreach Ministry right here in the city of Detroit, where our motto is changing lives one person at a time through the word of God. Amen. Amen. It is a wonderful day. It's a wonderful day to give God some praise if you got up this morning, right? It's a wonderful day. That's all I can tell you. Let me give you some announcements today. Today, we will be having talk about it Tuesday. There is no forecast of no storms, no rain, no nothing. So today, we will be having talk about it Tuesday. So I know Phoenicia is waiting on me. Jamila waiting on me. Look, I'm waiting. I can't wait to get there, okay? So we're going to have talk about it Tuesday today in the park. And we're going to have us a funky good time. So make sure you bring your Bible, your notepad, whatever you got. Bring it with you. Don't forget your walking shoes because you might need to get some of that in too today, right? Sometimes you might need to walk off some foolishness. I don't know. But we're going to have a good time today in the Lord. We got so much to catch up on, right? You know, last night, uh, the elder got blessed yesterday. You know, my sister from another mister, my sisters, you know, uh, Joan Ware. And Sharon Gary, yeah, I didn't put their governments out there. You know, they invited me out to go hang out with them. You know, I'm the little sister. They invited me to hang out and go see Alicia Keys last night. And it was truly a blessing, right? Because anybody who has heard me for the last few weeks, the last month, have heard me give a complaint, so to speak. I mean, yeah, I'm thankful, I'm blessed, but I'm also complaining. Because I've said, you know... I have worked in the house now for three years. I've been in the house working for three years. And when people invite me out now, especially if they tell me, hey, you know what? Come over and open to my house. Hey, Cousin Connie. Um, they tell me, hey, come over to my house. We having dinner. We going to do this. I generally decline because I'm in the house all the time. Right. I'm in the house all the time. So all I see is the house. And by the time I get off work, sometimes everything is closed. So I don't I don't go to people's houses, not because I don't like you or not because I don't want to. It's just the fact that I'm closed up all day long, every day. And I've been closed up for the last three years. So for me, if you want to go somewhere, you want to do something, we're going to have to get out and about. It ain't happening in the house no more. I'm just, it's just me. That's where I am right now. Anyway, they invited me out to go see Alicia Keys. And I'm particularly not an Alicia Keys fan. You know, there's a few songs that she's created that, you know, I like, but I'm really not an Alicia Keys fan. Well, you know what? I wasn't a Stevie Wonder fan either until I went to go see him in concert. And I just thought how amazing of a person he was. Well, that's how I felt last night when I left Alicia Keys. How amazing of a woman she is. And she said something that I'm going to talk about today. Some of y'all, I'm going to tell you now, you might as well get your feelings in check. You know, some of y'all, you're going to be mad at Elder. 
It's okay. Because at the end of the day, y'all know me. I love you no matter what. And I'm not here to win a popularity contest. But I am going to talk about the word of God. And I'm going to talk about the truth. Amen. Amen. So here, let us pray. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go over to Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 9, where we recite the Lord's Prayer. Amen. Amen. Let's go. Our Father, call his name. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen and amen. I want to talk to you about compromise. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about compromise we as the body of christ have compromised we are so busy looking like the world that we have forgot about god we have forgot about god and his covenants we have compromised ourselves as a church and we've compromised ourselves as a people you say where you going with this elder i'm gonna tell you you know as i was reading Genesis, and I had a conversation about this too, ironically, yesterday. Reading Genesis chapter 9, chapter going verse 12. And if you don't know what that means, I'll give it to you, sums up, because y'all know I'm without my Bible, but I think I'm pretty good. Uh, Genesis chapter 9, it talks about after the flood. It's after the flood. We're talking about Noah. He's the, sub, he's, the, he's the subject at this point. And we're talking about after the flood. So now after the flood, God blesses Moses. I mean, Noah. He blesses Noah. But then he also makes a covenant with Noah. Hmm. And in his covenant, the symbol of his covenant, chapter 9, verse 12 God created a rainbow. Mm, I know some of y'all going to get mad at me, but it's all right. God created a rainbow. And the rainbow is the symbol of the covenant that God created with Noah, with man, to say, I will not destroy the earth by water again. Somebody going to say, well, that's what he said with Noah. No. Uh-uh. He didn't just say it with Noah because at the end of verse 12, he used that word that I used the other week, perpetual generations. That means every living creature, perpetual generation. That means forthcoming, continuing, going on, everlasting, right? Everlasting. You remember I used the word perpetual last week when we were talking to him about the book of Numbers. Well, I'm going to use perpetual again because... We have gotten to a point that we have compromised ourselves now as the church and as people that we have forgot about God. You know, I was having a conversation with somebody and we started talking about that rainbow. We started talking about the rainbow and it has gotten to a point. We have gotten so far away from God and his covenants that we have turned around and we look like the world now. Every time we look up in the month of June, we call it Gay Pride Month. I ain't got no problem with you celebrating Gay Pride. 
whatever you are, be the best, whatever it is that you do, be the best it of whatever you can do. Be the best person. Excuse me for saying the word it. Be the best person that you choose to be. But what I do have a problem with is that the fact that when we see a rainbow, we don't think about the covenant of God. We think about the fact that we're celebrating great pride. What happened to God? How is it that something that can be used as a heavenly token can be reduced to an earthly symbol? How does that happen? I've got some Christian friends now that won't even use a rainbow or won't even think about a rainbow at all. Because of the fact that it is no longer is a reflection of God and his promises to man, but it's gotten to the point where it is a reflection of a lifestyle that's not of what we what God created per se. Right? Now I'm not here to gay bash anybody because I got a son that's gay. So I'm not gonna gay bash anybody. I've got family members that's gay. I'm not here to gay bash anybody. I'm gonna tell you like this. I'm gonna preach the word of God. And I'm going to let God work it out. Simple as that. But what I'm going to remind you of is that God has created covenants. God has established things in our lives. And if we don't represent the kingdom of God in the earth, then what representation do we have to have in the heaven? I know some of y'all ain't going to agree with me and it's okay. But how you just going to represent God when you go to church on Sunday? How you going to represent God when you come over here and listen to me live on Facebook? How do you represent God in deed? You know, and it kind of makes sense when Jesus was talking to the disciples and he told them, he said, in the last days, it's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth because you're going to have people that's going to be giving account to God saying all that they have done for God and the kingdom of God, right? And Jesus tell them, turn away from me for I know you not because you represented me with your mouth, but your heart is far from me. What's that all about? It's about compromise. We have compromised ourselves so much to the point that you cannot tell the difference between the church and the world. We have represented us. We have compromised ourselves and misrepresented the kingdom of God so much that somebody think that, you know what? It's just a free for all. And it's not. Hmm. I guess that deserves a checkup from the neck up. And I mean, that goes with me included because I'm a firm believer that this stuff here, it don't start in the parking lot. It starts from the pulpit to the parking lot and it works itself out. You know, I thought about myself. I got so caught up. Last week, it was some words that came to my vocabulary that I was ready to use. And I'm like, oh, wait, I don't even realize I can talk like that so much. But when you turn around here and you get away from God and you hanging out with the world, the actions that you do, the things that you say will come to you so quickly because guess what? You're no longer being held accountable by the standard because you're so busy trying to go along to get along and so busy trying not to hurt or offend somebody that you end up, you out of the will of God. And it happens just that fast. You out of the will of God. Before you know it, you out of the will of God. And you have to sit back there and say, wait a minute, am I doing what God has called me to do? Am I being the person that God wants me to be? Or have I compromised myself because I'm going along 
to get along. There's supposed to be a standard. There's supposed to be a division where you be able to see the right from the left, the north from the south. There's supposed to be a division line between the church and the world. That division line then got blurred. You know when they said there was a difference between black and white and now everything is gray like my shirt. Because we've compromised ourselves. And then you know, and it's and it starts even at home. Like last night, you know, listening to Alicia Keys and something that she said. She said about the fact that she was so busy catering to her husband and doing things that she normally don't do that the point that he fell in love with a version of her that don't exist. How many of you all have compromised yourself? I'm not talking about not honoring your marriage vows. Nope, I ain't talking about that. I'm not talking about not respecting and loving your spouse. Nope, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when we get into these relationships and I know some of y'all sisters gonna identify, but there's some brothers that know about it too and they may not tell it. But we get into a position where we try and, you know, men do it. They think that a woman has a certain stature, right? And instead of him still being the man that God created him to be, he turned around and act like somebody he's not. He's uncomfortable because he's trying to fit into something that ain't him. Be who you are because now the person has fell in love with somebody that you're not. And then when things go wrong, the first thing you say is, I just want him to act right right same thing we do with women you know the women the women do the same thing you know i just want him to act right i want her to act right but you have allowed yourself to become somebody that you're not it's one thing if you turn around and say listen this is what i can do this is what i'm unable to do this is what i'm willing to try let people know who you are and what it is you stand for up front you'll have less broken relationships, less heartache, and more so over, you won't be suffering from an identity crisis because some of you all have turned around here and compromised yourself so much that now your relationships is on the struggle bus. Your, your relationships are in ICU on life support, as Bishop Marsden Ross would say. They on, uh, they on life support. You need an oxygen, you gotta, they on the ventilator. They trying, trying to help you breathe through whatever situation you're going through because you have compromised yourself. You weren't true to yourself. It's one thing to say, hey, baby, I'm going to meet you halfway. But it's another thing when you're trying to do, when you end up winning into a whole costume, right? Some of us have turned around and put on costumes. That's where I'm going. Some of us have put on costumes. You don't know how to be yourself and you done got so far away from yourself that you don't even remember who you are. Now, how can I expect you to remember a covenant of God if you don't remember who you are as an individual? Come on, somebody. We have to learn how to be true to ourselves, true to the word of God, true to the covenants that you have made, true, and I'm talking about the covenants and the relationships that you established. You know, it might take you to have to go back and look in the mirror and say, wait a minute, who is this person? Do I know her? Do I know him? Do I recognize him? Do I recognize her? Because some of us then got beat up in relationships. And now we have taken on an identity that is not ours. 
you know, we have had one somebody who have mishandled us. And then all of a sudden now we have put on this barrier. We put on this suit that says, I ain't going to do that no more. I ain't going to love nobody like that no more. I'm not going to give to that person no more. I'm not going to be listening to that person anymore. I'm not going to sit back and try to, you know, we've come up with all of these things that we're not going to do. And every time we summon these standards of what we're not going to do, do you realize that you're compromising your personality? Doesn't you realize that you're compromising your identity? Because that's what you do when you turn around and say what you're not going to do no more. Instead of you saying, you know what, I gave it my best with this with this particular person, but that person wasn't for me. That person mishandled me. Or better yet, that person wasn't ready for me. I wasn't ready for that person because I'm not the version of something or somebody that they want me to be. Just like that rainbow. That rainbow is not the version of what you want it to be. It was created as a symbol to say, God said his covenant, established his covenant by saying, I'm not going to destroy the world by water anymore. And it's for a perpetual generation. But somewhere we done got lost in the crowd. Somewhere we done forgot about the covenants of God. If you happen to be under the sound of my voice, let me say this to you. I want you to be the best you, no matter what you are, who you are, what color you are. You understand what I'm saying? Be the best you. I don't care who you are. If you are short, tall, black, white, colored, it don't make a difference. If you are gay, if you are straight, I don't care. I want you to be the best you, whoever you are at the version of you. What I don't want you to do is to spend another day compromising yourself, compromising your belief, compromising your faith. Don't do that. Because at the end of the day, the only person that suffers is you. Hmm. I know I'm talking to somebody today. Somebody who's sitting here been unhappy for a long time. You've been in a relationship, you've been in a marriage 20, 30 years, and you've been unhappy. I'm not telling you to go home and pack your stuff and leave. Nope, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is time for you to sit down and have a come to Jesus moment, as we say. I want you to have that epiphany. I want you to sit down and think about it. And Quines is kept. Sometimes you got so lost that you don't even remember who you are. And if that's you, I want you to sit down and take a piece of paper, pen, notepad, and start writing things down. Write down the things that make you happy. Write down the things that brought you joy. Write down what's important to you and then when you do that at that point you will find out who you are amen amen listen this has been a moment in the word i love you and there is absolutely nothing nothing that you can do about it if you are able today come on meet me down at cast park at 2727 second avenue right there at Temple and the corner a second, right there in front of the MCHT building, or what they call it now is the block. We're gonna be sitting over there on that side. You'll probably see my car sitting out there. Bring your lawn chair, and we're gonna have us a funky good time in the Word. Amen. 
Amen. I love you, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.